1: Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. I am your host, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? Man, I'm chugging along down here at McLaren's, your You yes. excited to get back to some How I Met Your Mother?
0: Absolutely, <laughs> considering I watched the wrong episode first. <laughs>
1: That's okay. You'll be ready for the next one then. (laughs) You're right. I will go back
0: and watch that one anyway, but you know. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a good episode, so. I mean, it is. I like it. (laughs) It's funny. But uh, yeah, we are finally back. Somehow I Met Your Mother. Uh, I hope that you've all enjoyed our breakdowns of uh, the first half of How I Met Your Father season two. Uh, we will be finishing up How I Met Your Mother Season 3 uh, in the break between those episodes, though. Uh, that comes back at the end of May, so uh, I look forward to that. But yeah, as uh, as we did you know, with uh, most of How I Met Your Father for this season, we'll just be doing that week to week once it's there for those eight weeks. Uh, and then it'll be back. We'll be into Season 4 after that. It'll be some good times. I'm excited oh, yeah. for it. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who... Uh, you know, are watching this. Obviously, you're watching this at least on Monday, if not later, which means Easter has already happened for you. Uh, hasn't happened for us quite yet. happens happy tomorrow for us. Uh, so, yeah, I hope you guys all had uh, a happy Easter, uh, you know, if you celebrate that. Um, you know, for those who uh, celebrate Ramadan, I hope that uh, that is going well for you also. Uh, so I hope that whatever you guys celebrate out there, it's going well. Yeah, are you being prepared? Trying, you Ramadan. know, Ramadan. That's right. Uh, But yeah, so we are here to talk about season three, episode fifteen, "The Chain of Screaming." That's right. Hold on, this backwards. one. Hold on. No, hold on one. Five, okay, there we go. Fifteen. <laughs> I'll get there at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, camera work is funny, guys. It is. <laughs> gotta bear with us sometimes uh but yes uh so this one uh aired almost exactly 15 years ago on mm-hmm. april 14th of 2008 was directed by pamela Fry. that's right and written by the showrunners carter bays and craig thomas had the whole main crew working on this episode john figures yeah uh, and the summary for this one reads Marshall doesn't know what to do when his new boss yells at him at work. The whole gang has advice to offer. Ted buys a new car. Yeah, I like that they throw that little extra in there. <coughs> it's such a weird storyline. <laughs> it is, it really is. It's a literally it starts and ends in this episode. Yep, which I thought was kind of hilarious to think about because I was like. Like as I was watching this for the first time through for for the for the episode here, I was like, "Oh yeah, he gets the car here," and I was like, "How long does he have that car?" You know, I was trying to remember, and then at the end, he he gets it. I was like, "Oh, I guess that's why I couldn't think of how long he had this car right. for, because it was literally just literally this episode, just
0: there and gone."
1: Yeah, because <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, I was like, I wonder if he like." got rid of it off screen sometime when they've just barely mentioned it. And I just don't remember. No, just right here, right there. Boom. All right. So let's dive into this episode. Future Ted starts things off by telling his kids about the spring 2008. He had just started dating Stella and he'd gotten a big raise at work. And what did I he do he with all that money? Raised. Oh, he, I bet he's had lots of big raises since he started dating Stella uh, but but what did he do with all that money, John?
0: He bought himself a useless fucking car.
1: That's right, and uh, all his friends think that as well.
0: <laughs> I mean, I agree with Barney. It's New York City. You don't yeah. fucking drive in New York City.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I'm pretty sure he never drove it after he got it I'm pretty un- sure. until he had to return it. You know what I mean? Uh, because even the one moment that he wants the, that he's has the opportunity to drive it or has like a reason to drive it. He doesn't want to because he has such a good parking spot.
0: Such a good parking spot.
1: Yeah. So it's like, he doesn't, he doesn't even do anything with it. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, everybody is, is kind of, making fun of him a little bit, especially Barney. And what I thought was hilarious, even though Barney thought it was dumb, he still called Shotgun for all eternity.
0: All eternity. And Robin's <laughs> like, you can't do that. You can't call it for all eternity. And Barney's like, I call it, I can call things. <laughs> yeah. It was such a fucking sibling moment. and I It really that.
1: was. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> uh, and then we see Marshall walk up, and he's visibly distraught. Visibly? And he, and he needs a beer.
0: <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Well, maybe sure. not you because you're allergic to hops, but we've all been there.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to chug something. <laughs> Boom. Uh, and so he does, man. He, he chugs down a beer, and afterwards, he tells the gang uh, about how his boss, uh, as he calls him, Artillery Arthur, who's uh, played by Bob Odenkirk. Love that guy.
0: For those of uh, you who don't know, that guy by name on the outside chance you don't know. That's fair. Watch Better Call Saul <laughs> or Breaking yeah. Bad.
1: Yeah, man. Uh if you're if you're missing out on all that good stuff. I mean you, it's all good, man. You can go watch the old uh Mr. Show. That was a good one. Yeah. I always forget about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh so he talked he tells him about how his boss screamed at him uh, at work one day uh cause he didn't have his report ready, uh, as they yeah. call it, you, the Ninja you, yeah. Report. No,
0: no, I want the full name of that report.
1: I, I did not bother. I thought about it. I was like, oh, I should write this down. I was like,
0: nah. <laughs> I like that they just simply the like, get bored by it, and they're like, can't you just call it something interesting? <laughs> yeah. You know, like the Ninja Report, and he's like, <laughs> uh, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And then, because then he says it, and they're like, ooh, yeah, every time he
0: says the ninja report, they're all like, oh.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but that.
0: I do love how, like, he explains about the whole, like, Arthur going off thing. Like, it's a it's a common thing. <laughs> yeah. And the one that really gets me is the first time he talks about it. And he's like, you know, this is how it works. And he comes into the office. He's like, oh, good morning, Marshall. He's like, uh. He's like, how are you this morning? Oh, that's good. Hey, you know if so and sos in yet, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." But he goes in there, he screams at him, and mm. then the guy comes to the door, and he's like, "Can you believe he did that on Bring Your Daughter to Work
1: Day?" <laughs> oh my god, she just peeks around him. Marshall's was like, like, "Oh my <laughs> god!"
0: <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. "Damn!"
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was something. Like, <laughs>
0: but so yeah, so apparently Marshall forgets to turn in the ninja report somehow. Yeah. And gets his ass reamed out.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I know that Marshall is typically good at doing stuff last minute. We he, he's talked about this kind of thing before. Um, but it, it's it's not usually like him to not get his stuff done, you know. No, because the way he would say it is the kid is good at getting things done in uh yeah, the, the pressure. I but mean, remember he, the three day party. Yep. You know he he had that big paper, and he nailed it, man he did it was like a fifteen or twenty page paper or something like that, and he got something that thing done B. that night, and he got be on it, yeah. yeah,
0: I don't think it was so much that he said he was multitasking though, and yeah. he just forgot to turn it in. We've all been there, it's true, yeah, we've also yeah. all worked for an Arthur at one point.
1: That's also true. We yeah, have very much. Mine
0: so. came in the uh, form of a boss that I worked for one time, who ran a kitchen in downtown
1: yeah. Ferdonia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely been there. Uh, I've been on the on the screaming end, where I did some screaming in re- in return, and uh, almost lost my job. So. Oh shit. Yeah, you know, it does happen. It's the chain um, of screaming. It is. It's the circle of screaming, John. Goes in a circle. <laughs> it's the pyramid of screaming, John.
0: Yeah, fine. It's the chain. I was going <laughs> to go with the circle because, you know... I came up with that metaphor at the last <coughs> time.
1: Uh, but yeah, so Marshall uh, reveals that, you know, he's he's kind of been regretting taking this job. Uh, you know, but he, you know, he's got a... Pay, I think he mentions Lily's credit card debt, he mentions the crooked apartment. Yep, uh, you know, so which I thought was cool that they're they keep bringing that up, which is always fun. Uh, you know, so he he took it out of necessity, we and we all knew that this isn't what he wants to do. No, um, I did catch some stuff. Uh, you know, I know how sometimes you like to do this, you like to stop, take a look at the background stuff. Uh, caught some stuff in his office. Uh, which I wanted to mention here. Okay. Uh, First off, we got a a picture of Lily there, but it's an old picture of Lily. It's with her short red hair, first off. And secondly, if you look real close, behind the the picture is a copy of the book, The Power of Me,
0: which (laughs) we previously
1: saw in 10 sessions. Yeah, yeah. Now it made me wonder, did Marshall go back to the office to get his copy that he left? Or did he just go out and buy a new copy? What do you think?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm assuming he he probably had to go out and get a new one.
1: Probably. I mean he did
0: talk about how he misplaced it and he didn't know where he misplaced it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so uh and I don't think it was ever revealed to like the other characters that that, that one was specifically at the office was his Or is this it was just revealed time to us? Or where he
0: might have still had the book?
1: No, because that happened like I said in 10 sessions and now him and Stella are already dating. Oh yeah. So that oh yeah, all that already happened. Shit, Man. you're right. So yeah, I'm assuming he probably did just go out and buy a new copy, but it's there right behind that picture.
0: I'm going to have to go back and check that one out. because I, It's, I did like, it's like
1: laying down. And so like in one shot, you see the word power, like the power. Yeah. And then yeah. You, the camera, the camera shifts and you can see more of the spine of the book. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, insane. yeah. It's kind of like a blank. I'm like racking it.
0: my brain out. I'm like, I wonder if he would have went back for it or maybe <laughs> Stella gave it to him.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I think that would have been a funny thing to just kind of see nonchalantly in the background of a scene. Just like she hands him a book while Ted and Lily are talking, you know, something kind of would have been fun. That would have been. <laughs> but we, I mean, granted, we haven't seen Stella. Since no. Then, you know what I mean? No. Really? We haven't seen it. Last time we saw
0: her it was the two minute date, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and now they're officially dating. And we haven't seen. We haven't seen. Man,
0: it. it's kind of shitty that they start dating and they don't even put that on screen. Yeah, like they give it a casual mention of like, "Oh, we're dating, by the way."
1: Yeah, it's like, "Oh, okay." Uh, Barney does not understand what the big deal about all this is. He's like, "It's just, you know, it's part of corporate America." I got yelled at. I got screamed at three times today. Once in Once Korean. In Korean. <laughs> Which the Korean thing comes back up later. Yes. Uh, during the Blauman stuff, which we'll, which I'll mention, but I thought it was like, okay. But yeah, uh, Barney and the Barney and, and all the Asian stuff. That that's a that's a running thing throughout the the show. Oh, you Koreans, know, Jap- Japanese, Chinese, like they they cover that spectrum throughout uh throughout the show, which I thought uh, it's an interesting choice. Interesting choice. Uh, and the other thing about this portion of it, Lily super horny. Like,
0: yeah, cuz her odd... Uh- Marshall's been so busy that they can't Mm -hmm. uh, have adult relations.
1: Yeah, it's like, as she puts it, "Mama needs her sugar."
0: I mean, maybe Mama needs to get a battery-operated boyfriend.
1: Hey, you know, sometimes a Bob is all you need. I mean, maybe
0: she just needs a fucking cucumber. I mean,
1: Robin dated a Bob once. (laughs) She did, but his it was an actual guy named Bob. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> the shit we discuss on this show
0: sometimes, man. It's amazing the people come back.
1: It's true. It's true. I think they love it. They, they come no, back. No, they for love it.
0: your smiling and joyful personality.
1: I hope so. I really do because I love doing the show. Uh, but yeah. So then we get the opener. And afterwards, Marshall explains, uh, you know, he felt powerless in this situation and he doesn't know how he's going to face his boss again. And so the gang decides to tell him how they would handle it. Well, Let me get some you skipped interesting what stories.
0: happened, though. We skipped. We went off that uh, Arthur yelled at him. Yeah. You skipped what happened, though. Marshall uh, cries like a little finish, girl.
1: I didn't, I didn't finish. T- yeah, we didn't finish actually telling yeah, yeah. His, his yelling story. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Marshall cries. He does cry. And now you're caught up. He does cry. <laughs>
0: but yeah, he's not sure how he's going to go back to the office and face that. Because let's face it, once you cry like a little bitch in front of all your coworkers and your boss, are you really like...
1: <laughs> what I love about that scene is he's crying. And the dude who got yelled at before walks by and... but. Even before he he got yelled at, when they first get to the office, they're like, oh, yeah, we both got briefcases. What's in yours? Marshall's like, nothing. What's in yours? He's like, candy bars. (laughs) bars. And then he's eating one of the candy bars, which I thought was a great little touch for that scene. Yeah. (laughs) But,
0: yeah, I just, I don't know. I agree with Marshall, though. There's no easy way to go back to a job after you've been yelled at like that.
1: It's true, uh, especially, like you said, after you broke down and sobbed. But uh, Robin has an interesting uh, uh, solution.
0: I fucking love her solution. It's a gun, and she's like, listen, we're just going to forget. What are you still doing in my office? And he gets up and fucking runs. Yeah. Uh,
1: I love that. And then Ted makes an interesting comment here, which I thought was really funny. He says, gun violence might be the answer to everything up in Canada, but here in America, we solve our problem with words, and it really... It really made me laugh because it's 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 a real <coughs> a real good satirical poke at our own country. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Because I mean gun violence has been a thing for a long time, even oh, yeah. even in 2008, obviously. Gun you know violence I mean? is one Forever. of the top you know?
0: problems we have in America.
1: Yeah. So and the way that Ted just kind of like matter of factly like makes it as a statement like this is this is the way the world is when it's obviously not it made me it made me chuckle quite a bit um because the way ted like says that that's how a lot of people in this country act oh yeah like they pretend like it's not a big deal um so i don't know i just i I just found it to be really kind of poignant especially kind of more recently because that that conversation has come up a lot more recently too. oh so much more and so uh I don't know just kind of coming up a coming up across that I thought the it was it was very poignant uh well see when, and
0: it's it funny happened. because when he says the line I watch it and I'm like <laughs> I'm not gonna BS I can't tell if Ted's trying to be funny when he says that line or if I he think really I,
1: I think he believes it. I think I think he's that naive I, to I it. I
0: can see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah Crazy. I think yeah and I mean the character of Robin comes up. Is that like she is like oh, a, like oh, a gun nut? As, especially more so as the series goes on. It's like she's the typical yeah. like American. Well, it's like, funny you, in that aspect. When
0: you, when you bring up the gun side of Robin and like the gun violence, the one that comes to mind for me is the. uh she loses the one gun at one point, and oh the guy my God, returns yeah. it, and she's yeah. like. Oh my god, I've been looking for that. I uh-huh. thought it was the gun that got used in the the it was like a robbery. Yeah. And then later on in the same episode, she's like, and you know what's super funny about it? I lost it again. I
1: lost it again. Yeah. She can't keep hold of this gun. It's like, oh my god, it's Robin.
0: That's like an old <laughs> school like 38. Like it's a fucking like little six shooter, but it's
1: yeah, it has a little fucking gun. Yeah. But I'm just like, Robin, come on. What are you doing?
0: yeah <laughs> but you're right. Robin is more of an American than the rest of the gang when it comes to that. She's the fucking mm-hmm. alcohol swilling mm-hmm. cigar smoking, gun toting
1: yeah it's fucking. like if you were gonna if you're gonna ask especially I feel like if you were gonna ask a foreigner probably to describe things about America, it would be the exact things that Robin does 100%. I feel like I really do, you know. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah. And, and Canada is more like Marshall. You know what I mean?
0: We'll see. And I think that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why Robin and Marshall always have their special moments on the show because their upbringings are so very, very similar. Yeah. That Minnesota slash Canadian background. Yeah. It's, you know.
1: <laughs> Minnesota, the Canada of America. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sadly, I have heard that a couple times, and it always makes me laugh because I always think about the "How I Met Your Mother." Yeah, except Minnesota uh, Minnesotans aren't afraid of the dark. <laughs>
1: that's fair. <clears throat> oh man, that's fair. Uh, so then uh, Ted goes and shares what he would do, and he just he's his normal kind of pompousy type self. He gives this this. Speech that he can't even get through. First nope. off, he tries but to I, act all like sophisticated, but it's like he just keeps fumbling through this speech.
0: I love Bilson though, because, <laughs> or not Bilson, uh, Arthur, Arthur yeah. because the whole time he's like, You got me on the hook. Reel mm-hmm. me in.
1: Yep. There yep, you yep. go. And then he's like, All right. Now I'm going to call security and they're going to rough you up a little bit on Dude, the way out.
0: That is my favorite line. They're going to rough you up a little bit on the way out. And Ted's like, What?
1: <laughs> now l- let me ask you've used that line before right come on come on yeah
0: <laughs> well it's funny because that line comes back a couple times
1: so. yeah it does
0: i'm pretty sure that comes back during the room fire <laughs> like when they designed the room for firing people
1: oh probably yeah um i mean heck it comes back again just in this episode yeah yeah you know, but yeah uh yeah i you're you're right though it's a great line <laughs> Security's Security's gonna rough, rough you up. up a little bit yeah they're gonna rough you up a little bit on the way out <laughs> oh, i mean uh arthur does come back later on he does the, you know in the series so i wouldn't even be surprised if he says it
0: which again. is weird because he doesn't remember marshall no he does not
1: <laughs> but marshall remembers him oh yeah he definitely remembers him uh so marshall says you know he needs this job he can't just walk in and tell off his boss and quit, you know, no matter how good it would feel. And then Barney tells the story of Gary Blauman. Now, ladies
0: and gentlemen, you might remember Gary Blauman from later on in the series. The hell, I mean, you might remember called, him
1: from earlier in the series. That is true. You never know.
0: It's a little series <laughs> called How I Met Your Mother. Kids, let me tell you about a show called How I Met Your Mother. It ran for nine seasons. It was great. It had this cast of people, lovable people. They spent a lot of time at a bar called McLaren's. It's true. Almost like we've been talking about it for like two and a half seasons.
1: That's also true. <coughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so he Barney tells this story. About how during a morning meeting one day, uh, Bilson was screaming at Blauman. And he just couldn't take it anymore. Nope. Uh, and so he decides to scream back. And then after it all, he gets up on the table and says he's going to just take a leak right there on the table. Yep. Except, but that doesn't work out. I was going
0: to say, except <laughs> he can't take a leak. He's got yep. a shy bladder. It's
1: true. I love See, what Barney does. Pouring the water scene. for him? Yeah, he's like, he's like. Does this help at all? And he's pouring the water.
0: it's a rookie mistake. He should have just waited till everything was done, waited until everyone was out of the conference room, went back in there and left a huge steamer on the top of the table.
1: Or like done what uh what uh they did in the office and left it on his car. Yes. <laughs> uh but yeah, he uh you know, after he can't, you know, perform, he uh just gives up and he leaves. And Barney goes on to say that Uh, After all of that, uh, Blaumann's cousin's website tank, which is what Blaumann was kind of banking on uh, being successful for him. Then he becomes a janitor at an old folks home and moves into a one room apartment above a bowling alley. And then he dies. However, we know that this story, at least most of it, is completely false. Uh, because not only do we see B- Gary Blauman a couple of times throughout the series, we see him we he gets his own episode essentially. essentially. In, in the in the last season, it's named after him, it's centered around him. It's 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 a Blauman episode. But we also get him next season in season four, in uh what's the episode I have it written out. It's called Sorry Bro. And then, wait, we did him in the sorry, bro. Yeah. And then in the season five episode, Jenkins, because he works at Goliath with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's there. So, obviously, none of that stuff happened.
0: Hypothetically, though, he
1: might have gotten yelled at. Do you think, what do you mean, hypothetically, is he there?
0: We never see him interact with anybody who's not in the gang. I mean, Blauman's dead for real. Except and for except for
1: the the final season episode,
0: that's my that's my point though. But does he interact with anybody who's not the main cast at the wedding? Uh,
1: he, yes. Uh, um, Joe Manganiello's character. Oh
0: fuck, you're right. He, yeah,
1: he gets tackled uh, by him, or he tries to. He goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's he the thing, is, though. He chases he tries, him, though. He does, but he yeah, but, but it's like he sees him, like he he, he because he gets away. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah, that
0: ruins my theory.
1: Oh, and James. Oh, yeah. Because he's in love with him. Yeah. Yeah, which You're is right. another, a whole other thing. It's like, well, interesting. What? Yeah. It makes you look at that character very differently. I'm um, just fair. thinking about that. But yeah, Blauman not dead. Again, he might have gotten yelled at by, Bil- by Bilson. That's very possible.
0: Yeah, it makes me wonder how much of Barney's story there is actually true then. Yeah. Did he yeah. really try to piss on the table?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, he probably just took it. He probably just took the yelling. Probably. And Barney, Barney probably just
0: wanted to have a good story. Yeah.
1: I mean, really, he uses this fake story to bring up the chain of screaming. That's really nice. all it's there for. Um, and the chain of screaming is uh, he, the way that Barney puts it. He says, Arthur's boss's boss screams at Arthur's boss. Arthur's boss screams at Arthur. Arthur screams at Marshall. Marshall screams at Lily. Lily screams at one of her students. The kid screams at her dad, who is Arthur's boss's boss. And that's the circle of screaming, John. Yep. (laughs) Because he decided to change it midway through to a circle. That was a better metaphor. Which one do you like better? Do you like like the circle? No, I like
0: the chain because it is a chain of screaming. But, I mean, I get where it would circle back around. So, I mean, a circle makes sense.
1: That's fair. Yeah, absolutely. It's the
0: circle of life.
1: It's the circle of something. Which, honestly,
0: uh, if you think about that entire... No, never mind, that's a whole other rant. I'll go off on that <laughs> on another time.
1: Okay. Fair no, enough. No, you first. know what?
0: I got this. Right. I'm gonna make this really quick. The circle of life makes no sense. All these animals go to Pride Rock to watch the birth of a fucking lion, which is at some point either gonna eat them or let them live because the circle of life says that's how it goes. Fuck. That. Sure. I would get the fuck away from that lion. Not to mention, have you ever noticed that most, <clears throat> most lion packs have like two males, which means like Nala and Simba are probably like fucking like cousins or siblings.
1: Yeah. 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 So There's usually yeah, one so. one or two and that's it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we already know that uh, Scar and Mufasa are brothers,
1: which yeah, means don't, either. I don't think Scar is nailing any of these chicks. Be which honest, which means with you.
0: Nala is probably Simba's sister.
1: Oh yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because there's no other adult male in that nope. in that in that pack.
0: Nope. That's it. So she wants it's... to fuck her brother.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like Star Wars, man, all over
0: again. It's Hamlet.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's Star Wars. <laughs> But the
0: circle of life says it's okay, people.
1: It's true. It is. Uh, (laughs) So, Marshall and Lily, they debunk this whole thing. You know, Lily, you know, he doesn't yell at Lily. Lily doesn't yell at her students. And none of her kids have uh, a parent who is at Marshall's work. And Barney, he angrily accepts that it's the chain of screaming now. And then he decides to yell at them. (laughs) Doesn't it feel good?
0: (laughs) When was the last time you yelled?
1: uh i mean like really yelled yeah uh probably like a month or two ago nice yeah it was it was scary even for me (laughs) and i was i you know and i'm the one who was who was doing the the screaming um but somebody uh what was uh making me very angry uh, and not treating my child the way that she should have been treated. So oh, that's, that's the way it is. You know, sometimes you got to put your foot down.
0: And yeah. sometimes you got to put that foot right in someone's ass and walk it fucking dry.
1: There it is. Stone <laughs> so
0: cold said so.
1: Yes. Uh So Marshall uh, asked Lily what he should do. And she, you know, using her teaching experience, she decides that her way would be to talk politely to arthur about all of this you know kind of as if
0: aldrin justice isn't going to go in there and steal something
1: right that's uh, i was like where's my aldrin justice here but <laughs> she talks to him essentially like one of her students but then it gets real weird and it gets real sexual real fast cuz she is still so pent up super yeah, super pent up and horny <laughs>
0: And I, I got to wonder, soupy?
1: I don't know what I was going to say, but I, I know, have to she's wonder. She's so soupy. She's so soupy, John. <laughs> I like got to wonder.
0: Cheddar broccoli.
1: I, I got to wonder like how that scene was uh, between her and Bob Odenkirk to, to film. Cause it just looked like it had to have been a, a hilarious scene to film.
0: I wouldn't doubt that.
1: <laughs> oh man. But, uh, you know, Marshall ends up going I mean, outside of the sexual stuff. He winds up going with Lily's version. Well, he's, he decides to go with it. It doesn't work out that way for him though. Nope. uh, When it comes down to it. Uh, and then the next night, Ted and Lily are hanging out in the apartment. They're looking at carpet samples. Uh, Lily again, very horny still, uh, talking about doing it on the carpets. Uh, I Ted mean,
0: I to- I love the way this conversation goes too. She's talking about like feeling it on her back, and yeah.
1: like he's like, "Lily, didn't we already have this conversation about the tiles?"
0: <laughs> so it's like, Jesus, she's everything. Like, Poor Ted. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's like the it's like the bed thing, you know, <laughs> or it really- many situations. There was um, or it was like I don't remember if if they were at the kitchen table or he was at the kitchen table. But they were having some sort of discussion like that. And then the camera pans to him. And he's He's like, guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah." And he's like, guys, come on. (laughs) I'm right here. (laughs) It's like, it just happens a lot between the three of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then Ted gets a phone call from Marshall. And I love this phone call because he makes Ted pretend that it's Stella. Yep. (laughs) I love you. Oh, man. Yeah, the I love you was interesting because uh lily's like oh you guys are saying the l word now He's, apparently so because they they're not obviously nope. saying that and so it's <laughs> like nope. i'm curious um if we'll see anything that references that between because lily thinks they are you know what i mean so yeah. i'm curious how that will it, it, i'm gonna have to, we'll have to keep track of that that'll be something to look out for we'll call it the love watch I'm sure I'll forget that though, but <laughs>
0: Love Watch 2023.
1: Yeah. Uh, but you know, something is wrong and he needs Ted to come downstairs. And uh Ted goes down there and he finds out that Marshall got fired. Got fired. Yeah, he did, man. Uh and they get into Ted's car and they talk about it all. Though so I love this scene cuz Ted is so nervous. About everybody bringing stuff into his car.
0: Well, I mean, Marshall's got a giant fucking ice cream cone.
1: No, no, no. That was Robin. Yeah. yeah. He's got the burger and then a drink with him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Which I find interesting because Marshall was so like, You don't bring stuff into my car. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no food. He even threw out Ted's stuff, right? But then it's somebody else's car. He's like, Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> I'm bringing this burger in there.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's also in an emotional, distraught situation. This it's point.
1: very true. It's very true. Uh, but yeah, so they, you know, they start talking. Uh, this was where, you know, uh, Marshall suggested they go for a drive and Ted's like, no, yeah. I found a good parking spot. <laughs> uh, and he explains what happened. You know, uh, Barney apparently convinced him to fulfill the chain of screaming by screaming, at a restaurant waiter. And uh mid-story, this is where Robin hops in with yeah, the just absurdly giant ice cream cone. Yeah, it's, man.
0: Like it was way bigger than any ice cream cone
1: needed to be. It's like a it's like a big, it's a big waffle cone with like an absurd amount of soft serve ice cream, yeah, you know, just kind of like hanging oh, half yeah. over it, <laughs> and throughout the scene, it's like slowly melting down the cone. Yeah. Like she ain't trying she ain't to do nothing to keep that
0: ice cream going.
1: Like, no, no. I mean, at one point he's like, you, you dropped some ice cream on, 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 in my car, Robin, you know, Ted's really getting all up about this uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a brand new car. I get <laughs> it, it. Yeah, man. Like I wouldn't be happy about it either. Um, and then we find out back at the restaurant Marshall, he does, you know, uh, he, he decides to go along with Barney's plan about yelling at this sure. waiter uh, I asked for, for
0: meatloaf.
1: Yeah, no, it was uh no he, he got meatloaf. Oh yeah. He wanted, he wanted something, I don't even remember what the other thing was now. Um, but the waiter just he's like, No, I have worked a triple shift, my wife's screaming at me, I'm not taking this from you. You're gonna eat your damn meatloaf. And Marshall gets screamed at again. Again, And I'll be honest, I kind of wish he'd cried there. That would have been great. It would have been just like it would have just ah would have been perfect. You know, just to see that just come fully around every time he gets screamed at you just. That would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. I think it was a missed opportunity. (laughs) Uh and so then the the story gets interrupted again and we get Barney into the car and he's got a lit cigar
0: this time. Yeah, he does.
1: And it's a Cuban.
0: Dude, it's a fucking and People pay to have their cars smelling this.
1: Right? So, yeah, so now you got you got Marshall with the giant cup and the big burger. You got uh Robin with the giant ice cream, you got Barney smoking. It's just like Ted's worst nightmare when it comes oh, to this yeah. car. Uh and everyone starts kind of like arguing about all of it, and then Marshall, you know, he's like, I, I still gotta tell my story, and so they leave the restaurant. Barney convinces Marshall to yell at him instead uh, just to get it out. You know, he's, he's got it. He can't keep it all built up. And then he just goes at Barney about his mom, about like calling her a slut, uh, about how Bob Barker isn't his dad, um, about how uh he's so closed off from feelings and, and all this. And, and Marshall doesn't want to be like that. I just, I thought it was great in the way that Barney kind of, kept reeling him in like at first he's like okay you got some volume now give me some content yeah. it was like i liked it you know and barney never really got mad at him for any of the stuff that he said nope. which i thought was really i was a good friend thing oh yeah for him you yeah. know what i mean he was really trying to help out marshall there which i thought was you know you don't see that side of him very often he's no you, you really don't yeah uh and then we flash over to marshall's work and he's screaming at Arthur and then he quits. Yep. Yeah. And Marshall's freaking out about, it. you know, like he's, you know, they're back in the car and he's, he's worried about all of this. Barney tells him, you know, you weren't supposed to scream at your boss. You're supposed to scream at somebody below you. And he's like, that's why it's a circle. And he's like, no, no, it's, it's a chain. No, it's a pyramid of screaming. This is where we get that. The whole pyramid. Thing yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Marshall's worried about telling Lily, and at that moment, Lily knocks on the fucking window, and it freaks everybody out, and everything that is being <sighs> held just goes all over the car.
0: Oh god, yeah, <laughs> poor Ted.
1: Oh man, the cleaning on
0: that would not be
1: <sighs> Ted's worst nightmare. Just coming to to full reality, right there. <laughs> everything is just. All over the place now. (laughs) Sadly, yes. Yeah. Uh, And so him and, you know, Marshall and Lily, they sit in the car and they, you know, he tells her everything. And she tells him, you know, I don't want you. You're not going to, you're not going to go back and beg for your job. You know, we'll figure it out together. You know, you don't want to be there. We'll figure it out. That's the kind of love
0: you need in life. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. And, uh. You know, Ted ends up selling the car and gives the money to Marshall. You know, again, you know, Marshall's got some really good friends. You know, you see what Barney does for him. You know, you see how Lily reacts to to the news, and you see what Ted does. I mean, I don't think Robin specifically does anything, not that I can remember. But I mean, she's always there for him in general. She's but, always there for him. Yeah, it's the the other three we actually get to see some instances, at least in this uh, specific episode. And then uh, we find out that uh, Marshall and Lily uh, had sex in Ted's car before he sold it. Yep. (laughs) You know, had to christen that thing before it was gone. Uh, And then to finish off the episode, we get a a bit of a callback to the pilot episode as we see Lily and Marshall sit up from the kitchen floor after obviously just uh, having sex on top of the carpet samples. Yep. Yeah, and I thought this was uh, an interesting little thing that uh, yeah. in seasons one, two, and three they did this same scene. They did it one time in each because they did it obviously in the pilot episode. Yeah, they did it. They did it in the Atlantic City episode when they got oh, engaged. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they did it again here. So I thought that was really cool. I'm curious if it happens any more times, like throughout the show I or not. Our eyes on it. Yeah, but. Uh, that would be cool if it was like once a season we're gonna they're gonna do this kitchen scene. That'd be kind of hilarious. That would um, be if they did that. But uh yeah, so uh that my friend is uh season three, episode fifteen, the chain of screaming. Oh uh, shit. What are your overall thoughts on this?
0: I, I love this episode because it's just so fucking funny. It's like mm-hmm. Ted buys a useless fucking piece of something, then you know essentially gives all the money to Marshall. Yeah, you know, fucking Lily's her pent-up sexual self, <clears throat> which you know we see quite a lot from her. Yeah. Um, it know, was
1: real bad in this one. Though. In
0: this one, yes, it's it's overplayed, but yeah. it's it's just it's a good episode, and it's definitely prime Carter and Craig.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they did a great job with this one. Some real funny stories from you know stuff from each of the members of the gang. I still love Robin's version of what she would do. It's just hilarious to me. She just drops that gun down. Now get out of my office. Get out of my (laughs) office. Oh, man. It's good stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I really like this one. All right. So
0: he would do that. I'm bringing your daughter to work day.
1: Bring your daughter to work day. Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, so that brings us to. Your favorite part of the episode. I'm sure you're like, I'm sick of all these yeah. guys talking about all this stuff. I've seen the episode. I want to hear about B-b-b-b-b-b-b- Barney's blog. Suit up, bitches. Yeah, that's right. All right. So, this entry in Barney's blog is titled The Chain. No, cross that out. The Circle. No, cross that out. The Pyramid of Screaming.
0: That's Hell right. to the gizzard.
1: And this one was, uh, and this entry was dated on April 14th of 2008, and it reads, all in caps here, hey, stupid blog readers, why don't you read my blog more? Then it says, sorry, my boss screamed at me over a few missing schematics, and I had to release some steam. Why didn't I yell at my boss and not at you? Well, because that would be dumb, idiot. Be nice, my friend. You see, we all learn as children that screaming leads to results, and it's no different in the workplace. America was built on the backs of men and women who were yelled at at work, uh, yelled at to work harder, and the tradition has been, uh, sc- and the tradition has been screamed from generation to generation. But you can't just scream at anyone. That would be counterproductive. That's why it's imperative that you understand where you stand on the pyramid of screaming trademark pending what exactly is the pyramid of screaming The pyramid of screaming is a societal rubric that dismisses the parlor tricks of the chain of screaming the scream ladder the south beach screaming and other methodologies and focuses uh, on the golden rule of scream etiquette you can only scream beneath you and it says to illustrate how it works here's a scream pyramid professional football team so i'm gonna put that up on the screen here so if you guys are uh watching then you'll be able to see this if you guys are listening not so much but we'll talk it through uh anyways so uh it starts off it's got the owner at the top the head coach then the assistant coaches quarterback the teammates and at the very bottom the punter all right uh and so i
0: love that the punter
1: Yeah. Uh, And so he says the head coach can't scream at the owner, but he can scream at anyone else. The quarterback can scream at his teammates, but not as his coaches. And the punter screams at no one. He's lucky to have a job. (laughs) That's fair. Which I thought, uh, I thought that was great. And I said, it's no different inside your office, as exemplified by my own corporate scream pyramid. So we have another pyramid here uh, for Barney's corporate uh, structure here. Huh. And at the very top, we've got classified, followed by board of directors, then Barney, then VP of Synergy, then another classified, and then the president of France. Then in it, it says, below is a blank scream pyramid for you to fill in, which I'll put on the screen in a minute, That way you guys can take a uh, screenshot of it if you choose to. It says, if you're not sure where uh, you fit, you can always trick a colleague into screaming at someone and then uh, see where the pieces fall. That's how I figured out I was above the VP of Synergy, as you can see on the one still on the screen here. Uh, So here is the blank one. I'll give you guys a, a few seconds here. Take a quick screenshot if you want to play around with it. And then you can post it on Instagram or on Twitter uh, at last call H-I-M-Y-M. Let us see uh, what you got here for your oh, yeah. pyramid of screaming. All right. Uh, and then it finishes off saying important note. If you find yourself at the bottom, don't fret. The beauty of the pyramid is that there's always someone available to be the new foundation, the janitorial crew the Sleepy-Eyed Security Man, or anyone who doesn't speak English are great places to start. All right. And that, my friends, is Barney's blog for the week. Nice. And that wraps up Season 3, Episode 15, The Chain of Screaming. Uh, John, if you uh, don't have anything left for the folks, you could let them uh, know where you can find you.
0: I mean, yeah. it's pretty simple. We, we say it all the time hop on over to Twitter right here it's simply saying J1 I have a blog, I have a podcast check him out if you feel so inclined to uh, if not then you know, hop on over and check out all this motherfucker shit because he's got a lot more than I do
1: Boom. All right. Yeah. You can check me out uh, at, on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. That's the Twitter page for my site, Merc with the Movie Blog. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, you are watching it on the Merc with the Movie Blog YouTube channel. So be sure, if you like what you're watching, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, click that little bell where you see it.
0: And remember, if you're watching it from your mobile device, you can set your notifications to be notified when we drop new videos.
1: Boom. My Every Monday or friday
0: depending on which uh version we're recording
1: yeah you know it'll be there it'll be there when it's there that's
0: why you say you know be patient because then it just drops it to you
1: boom see you guys know and if you guys are listening on podcast form uh you head over to anchor.fm slash last call h-i-m-y-m leave us a voice message we want to hear yeah all your beautiful and non-beautiful voices over there <laughs> asking wow. some questions, comments, concerns. Hey, I'm not gonna say who's or who's though. <laughs> Just saying, you be self conscious about wow. yourself. <laughs> there it is, folks. Uh, and then on uh, Apple Podcasts, you can uh, leave us a five star review if you like. You know what you're hearing, obviously, and we will read that out on air as well. And uh, you can head over. You can wa- listen to us on Spotify, of course can't leave a written review but uh i'm sure they have some sort of like star review system or something over there i don't know i don't know some sort of rating system feel free i don't know how it works uh and all the other you know podcast platforms i'm sure uh you know there's stuff you know for you over there and be sure to check us out on twitter and instagram at last call i i'm uh, pretty active on uh, at least on the twitter page so definitely hit us up there Hells and uh yeah. Yeah, I think that's all I got for him, man. What do you got for him? Happy Easter. Don't get too
0: wasted. Don't have to go home, but you can't listen to air.
1: Yep. See you guys next time.